Welcome to episode 34 of the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast, Horse Personality and Getting to Know Your Horse as an Individual. So this is a solo episode by me. I know it's been a hot minute since I've done a solo episode, but as I've mentioned on the podcast before, sometimes I feel a little bit blocked sharing my own individual knowledge outside of an interview per se, because you know, things are always changing. I'm always developing as a horsewoman. I'm always getting new breakthroughs and um, new insights, deep insights into horses. And so I feel like, oh no, what if I post that? And then I find out a little bit more and I haven't told you guys about that. But then I've also realized that, you know, in my lessons, I, I give people these breakthroughs and these, um, this, these insights that I already have, and that's helping them. So by sharing a little bit more in these solo episodes, I hope that it helps you and your horse as well. And honestly, it's uh, something that inspires me or helps me to create these solo episodes is when you guys ask me questions. So someone in my Horsemanship Fundamentals Academy asked me a question around horses personality. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. But if you have a question, reach out to me because most likely if you're thinking about that question, there are other people thinking that as well. And I can hopefully provide you with some helpful insights because if you've struggled with it. I've probably struggled with it too on my own horsemanship journey and I've probably come up with some ways to overcome that. So I can help you through that as well. So just reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. You can just message me on there with your question. There's no silly questions. I love hearing from you guys. So please head on over to do that. Um, Now, speaking of um, uh, getting in touch with me, I also have some other ways that I can help you some new freebies that I have just released into the world. Um, So I have got a, well, actually someone did message me asking for a list of all the books and resources that people have mentioned on the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast. And I didn't have a list of those. Um, And there have been many resources that have been mentioned on the podcast. And then, so I said, sorry, I actually don't have that list at the moment. And then someone else messaged me asking if I had that list. And I was like, sorry, don't have it. Um, And then more people started messaging me and I was like, okay, I think I need to actually put this list together. So I've put together a list of all the books and resources that people have mentioned on the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast and also the books and resources that I have personally used and recommend. So there's a whole list on um, those different resources and there are various categories in there. So it's not just about horsemanship. I've got a list of horsemanship books and recommendations and resources, etc. of course. But I also have some resources on there to do with dressage, to do with biomechanics, to do with um, horse massage, to do with personal development, etc. So there's like a more of a holistic kind of um, view or approach on there. So I think it would be really good if you all just jump on over to my website, amaliadempsey.com. And there's a little sign up box for you there. Just enter your email and I will send you that list straight away. Now, the other freebie that I want to mention that if you sign up to the books and resources list, you'll automatically be added to this. It's my new weekly breakthrough email list. Now, you guys know that I'm all about the breakthroughs in your horsemanship journey, hence the name Horsemanship Breakthroughs. Um, And yeah, so basically, if you've listened to the trailer to this podcast, 
you know that the reason why I named it Horsemanship Breakthroughs is because throughout my horsemanship journey, I have journaled about my experience. And of course, there have been times where I've struggled, I've been frustrated, I've not known what to do. But every time I have solved that solution or up-leveled my horsemanship skills, I, I used to write, or I still do write in capital letters in my journal, Breakthrough. Um, sometimes with like stars and circles and love hearts all around it, depending on how happy I am with that breakthrough. And what I've actually done is I've pulled together all of those breakthroughs and um, started typing them up. And, and now I'm sending them out to my email list every single week. So a little bite-sized horsemanship breakthrough that you can take and run with it in your own horsemanship breakthrough. I know that they're going to help you too. They've been huge breakthroughs for me. So I know that you're going to find value in them as well. Um, I actually have plans to eventually maybe even put all of those breakthroughs together into like a book. So I've got over 150 breakthroughs already. So there's plenty of breakthroughs that... Um, you can look forward to. So if you want to uh, sign up for that, you can sign up for sign up at AmaliaDempsey.com. If you sign up to the horse books and resource list, you automatically get that. But there is another box if you just want the um, breakthrough emails as well. And there's also something else exciting coming up. Sorry to bombard you with all these freebies, but I trust that they're going to help you. Um, so some of you know that I'm a qualified physio. Yes, I live a hectic life currently balancing being a physio as well as a horsemanship coach and training my own horses and doing just life in general. Who knows how I'm going to do all of that when I eventually have kids. But anyway, that's future Amalia's problem. What I'm doing is I'm actually starting to share some of my knowledge around Around rider biomechanics. So if you're interested in that, you can register your interest at the same website, amaliadempsey.com. If you're curious about that, if I get enough people interested, I'm going to release some rider exercises for free and also a eight week rider specific exercise program that I've previously developed and for myself basically. And I'm now currently redoing in the hope to share that with you guys as well. So lots of freebies, lots of goodness for you there. Just head on over to AmaliaDempsey.com. All right, enough of all of that jazz. I want to jump into today's episode all about getting to know your horse's personality. Welcome to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast, a source for riding and training insights with the goal of helping your horse be a light, happy and willing partner. I'm your host, Amalia Dempsey, a mainstream equestrian rider who discovered natural horsemanship and equine learning theory. And now I help riders like you achieve connection and communication with your horse so you can have more fun and fulfillment whilst prioritizing the partnership. Get more learning resources, including my free connection and communication mini course at AmaliaDempsey.com. Click the follow button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave me a rating and review or screenshot this episode and share on social media. I hope you enjoy the show. So today's agenda, um, we're going to be talking about anthropomorphizing, which is probably the most difficult to, word to say when it comes to horse behavior. Not going to lie, I practiced saying that a few times before I clicked record. Uh, I'll probably still get it wrong, so please forgive me, but we'll talk about anthropomorphizing. And we're going to talk about my personal opinion on personality categorization when it comes to horses. We're going to talk about different horse categorizing or personality categorizing systems. And we're going to talk about other ways to get to know your horse as an individual. 
Now you've probably heard so many times already on the podcast about trainers treating horses as an individual. And I can relate to this so much because in both of my fields of work as a physio and as a horsemanship coach, everyone talks about treating the person or the horse as an individual. And it is so true. And that is why like you need individualized help sometimes, um, you know, especially when you're having a problem with your horse or if you're in a pain with your body, like so often someone will come into the clinic and they're like, yeah, I Googled, this is what I've got. This is my diagnosis. And these are things that I've been doing for it. And after I assess them, I'm like, this is not your diagnosis. Like, this is not the problem that you've got. And you've, you've been doing the wrong things. Like, this is why you're not getting better. And it's the same with horses, right? So people go, oh yeah, well, I just followed this step-by-step system, um, but still having this problem, like, why is that? And it's usually because you're not actually treating the horse as that individual. You're not actually reading your horse appropriately. You're missing those little pieces that help you connect with your individual horse. So that approaching your horse as an individual is so, so, so important. Anyway, um, I'll get to more on my opinion about all of that in a sec. But first, I want to talk about anthropomorphizing because I think it's really important to address because I'm probably going to get some haters (laughs) um, contact me saying like, hey, you shouldn't be anthropomorphizing animals. Um, which, you know, anthropomorphism is basically where you attribute human characteristics or behavior to an animal, right? And I 100% agree that this can be detrimental to the horse-human relationship because um, you can, you know, start to say things like, oh, my horse is out to get me or um, he's been planning how to buck me off all day. Like, you need to understand that horses don't have some of the reasoning capabilities that humans have. And there's actually a really good book on that called um, Horse Brain, Human Brain. So if you want to understand more of the differences around how we think and operate differently from a brain perspective, then definitely check out that book. It's on the book list if you want to um, have a look at heaps of other books on there. Um, anyway, so I've already told you about that. Going back to anthropomorphizing. Um, I, I get it. I totally get it that it can be done in a way that's detrimental where people start to blame their horse um, and yeah, just create kind of these negative human emotions and reasonings are uh, like they, they put that onto the horse and that's not what I'm about at all. I do think that anthropomorphism um, can be helpful because it helps you connect with your horse. Like it helps you if without it, I feel like it's a, it's a very, you're kind of closing yourself off to the horse. Like you're, you're lacking that kind of connection that, you know, we're humans. We, we like to interact. We like to talk. We like to, um, you know, like connect with other living beings. And I think if you, you completely shut yourself off from um, anthropomorphizing or putting human qualities on your horse, you're, you'll feel a block there. So this episode is for anyone who wants to understand their horse better and connect with them on a deeper level. Um, plus start to think about how you can adapt your training to suit the individual horse. Um, so I do think that anthropomorphizing can actually help you do that. Um, just by you being able to, like, we can't deny the fact that we're humans. We think like this, like it's a two way street. We need to respect how the horse is naturally as a species, but we also need to respect how we are as a species. And 
by us placing some positive attributes to the horse from our perspective, from our lens, that can help us to connect with our horses a whole lot better. Anyway, so yeah, just, just, just a disclaimer there. Apologize to anyone that disagrees, but hey, you don't have to agree with me. Not everyone is going to agree with me and that is totally fine. I also want to say that before um, I really put some thought into my horse's personality or my horse being an individual, I never used to really even consider it. I never used to think like, how are my horses different? Like this is a long time ago now, but I always used to just think they were kind of the same. They all operate the same. I'm going to train them all the same. I have the same routine for all of them. Um, I never really thought about how to adapt my training to that individual horse. So, um, I've been there where I haven't, I've just thought like, oh, they're all the same. They all like and dislike the same things. So my opinion on, um, horse personality has changed over the years. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about, um, maybe I'll start actually with the different horse categorizing systems, just to give you a bit of context, because some of you may not actually know that this actually exists. So, uh, according to my current knowledge, there are two main, um, horse categorizing horse personality categorizing systems that I know of and have personally used. The first one is the Pirelli horsonality system. You might've heard of people talking about their horse as left or right brain or introvert or extrovert. Now, obviously that's not my system. I didn't create that. You can Google that and um, look at Pirelli if you wanna know more about that specific system. But just to give you a little bit of an overview, and I'm pretty sure this is used in human categorizing uh, like personality as well. So left brain um, means that you tend to be uh, naturally quite confident. You're a thinker. Um, you are in horses, they tend to be like quite playful. Um, they tend to be quite like mouthy, they like to express themselves through their mouth. Um, and yeah, they just seem really switched on. Whereas right brain, uh, horses slash humans tend to be a little bit more emotional. They tend to react a little bit more before like thinking things through. Um, so yeah, they're just that little bit more kind of sensitive. Then you've got your extroverts who, you know, they're like, uh, again, playful, they're out there, they're like energetic, um, they're, uh, sometimes people describe these types as kind of like naughty, right? Uh, even though you guys know that I don't agree that any horse is um, naughty as such, they're just either suffering um, confusion, fear, pain, or frustration. And then we've got your introverts and they tend to be uh, people or horses who are, uh, they kind of keep to themselves. They're, they're a little bit less social. They're a little bit quieter. They don't express their opinions as much. Um, and yeah, they tend to kind of, they're probably more prone to like shutting down or being non-responsive. So that's just a, a global kind of overview of the Pirelli horsonality system. Again, you can check out Pirelli to find out more. Even like you can even Google image the Pirelli charts and you can kind of work out what your horse's horsonality um, is on there. Another horse personality method that I know about is the book, Is Your Horse a Rockstar by Dessa Hockley. 
What I really like about Dessa's book is there are 16 different personality types for, for different horses. And I like that because, you know, my belief is that every horse really is a unique individual. And I think it's very hard to put them into one of four boxes, but 16, there's a lot more uh, variation within that. So I also really love the beautiful creative drawings that she has of the horses for each personality type. And the descriptions are really in depth. And I, um, yeah, really like the quiz that is in the back of the book that you can take as well. And once you answer all the questions, there's like 50-ish questions, you can uh, add up the scores and work out which category your horse fits into. And I... I'll tell you in a minute about my thoughts on personality categorization. I was a little bit hesitant at first, but I got the book and read it and there's a way more, there's heaps more different personality types within that book. So I found it really interesting. And there's a little quiz in the back of the book that you can fill out to work out what kind of personality type your horse is. So, uh, I found it really cool. I, I found that a little bit more relatable. I definitely, um, could see how my individual horses could fit into those roughly fit into those personality types. Um, so yeah, that, that's another really cool system. It's not as simple as left brain, right brain, introvert, extrovert. There's a few more, there's like, yeah, four different, um, I guess, uh, categorizations that you've, that you work out. And, um, I liked it because it gave you a list of do's and don'ts. And I thought that was a really nice succinct way of saying, okay, with this horse personality type, it's better if you do these sorts of things versus these sorts of things in general. So that that's a really cool system as well. If you know of any other horse personality categorization systems, please let me know because they're the two really that I'm familiar with, but I'm sure there might be more out there. Okay, so now I'm going to talk a little bit more about my my personal opinion on personality categorizing. So I want to start by saying that I, I'm that sort of person who reads my star sign or reads like a pers- results of a personality quiz and like tries to argue that I'm not that thing. Like I've honestly really struggled to put myself into a certain category, into a certain box. For those of you who are wondering, I'm actually a Pisces. Um, so sometimes it works. Like sometimes I think, oh yeah, that's relatable. And then other times I'm like, nah, that actually, that actually doesn't really apply to me. And then I go reading the other star signs like, oh, I'm more of a Sagittarius today, I think. Um, so anyway, um, I think that it's, yeah, it's not always a hundred percent accurate. And I think if you get stuck into this black and white thinking of like, I'm a Pisces, I should always be like this. Uh, well, it, it's kind of narrowing and it's, it's limiting you because just because you are a certain star sign or just because you are a certain personality type doesn't mean you're always like that. So I wanted to highlight that whether it's human or horse personality categorization. Um, it's only a guide, like it's a general overview. And I think that a lot of people get a little bit stuck when they do find out their horse's quote unquote personality and go, oh, but my horse is always this. So um, they'll never not want to go forward or they'll never um, be uh, confident in a new environment, say. Like just because you, your horse is a certain personality type, don't let that be an excuse for you not addressing a certain behavior. 
right? You, you've still got to help your horse through things that they don't like. Um, or, yeah, you know, like don't think, oh, my horse is like this, so they'll always be spooky. It's like, no, like you can still help them to be, to overcome that weakness. Okay, so yeah, I wanted to say that personality categorization for your horse or for yourself, for me, it's just a guide. It's just an overview. It's not gospel. It's not 100% accurate. Please don't use it as an excuse for behavior or um, an excuse for not doing certain things with your horse. And don't make assumptions, right? I try not to make assumptions when it comes to my horse. I need to read my horse and listen to my horse in each moment in, on each day, right? Just like us, our horses have good days and bad days. Um, you, you you might know people like this, right? And you can feel straight away when something's off or, oh, they've got really good energy today. They're in a really good mood. Um, and, you know, I learned this as a kid, um, you know, when you... When your parents are in a bad mood, it's like the wrong time to ask them for an ice cream, say, or for some pocket money. Like you learn when is the best time to ask them for something that you want. And it's the same with horses. Like you you need to uh, learn how to read those subtle signs in your horse, those subtle signs that are clues as to how they are feeling um, on that day. And if you don't know how to do that, I teach you that in my Horsemanship Fundamentals Academy. You can sign up easily at AmaliaDempsey.com. Um, it's something that I really highlight. I think it's really important. And it's probably like, if you can learn how to read your horse, read their emotions, read their body language, then you're like, you're literally halfway there to becoming a good horse person. Okay, so yeah, don't make assumptions around how your horse should be. Um, so yeah, like it, for example, if you're an introvert, you, you wouldn't say I'm an introvert. So like I never go to parties or I never socialize. It's like, well, you you probably still enjoy socializing just in the right kind of environment. Or sometimes you might have to go somewhere where you, you know, it's not your jam and it takes you a little while to recover from that, but that's okay. Like you don't want to avoid situations completely because then you'll just stop growing. I want to talk about personality clashes as well, because I do think that there are lots of people out there who have a personality clash with their horse. Um, and you know, you might need to be a bit of a chameleon if you have multiple horses, because your horse might require a different side of your personality in order to thrive. So for example, I have two polar opposite horses, right? I've got three horses, but two polar opposites, Harrier and Beauty. Harrier is like your, um, super chill, uh, well, not all the time. Again, going back to like, she's not always like this. She's just generally happy just to hang out and, um, have scratches, have a good time. She's not super motivated to quote unquote, like work. Um, she, she's just a chiller. Like one of her favorite things to do is just to lie down in the arena with me, which we do a lot of. And then we've got Beauty, who is flamboyant. She's extravagant. She's very, she'll show me her opinion. She'll show me her emotions. She loves to move. Not every day. Just, yeah, just highlighting again that just because she's that way doesn't mean she's like that every day. So I've got these two polar opposite horses and depending on the horse and depending on how they are on that day, 
I need to notice that and I need to change my approach depending on that. So, you know, if I'm in like a really high energy mood and I'm really energetic and I want to get stuff done, but Harriet's like in this real chill, mellow, like it's warm. I just want to lay down in the arena. I'm not going to go straight in with that intensity, right? I have to kind of match where she's at and then like slowly work up to what I want to do and help her feel like that's a good idea as well. Same with beauty. Like if she's like really flamboyant and, and crazy and like, yes, like I'm so excited. I can't be like the complete polar opposite because it's, it's kind of, it's probably going to be a bit frustrating for her. Sometimes that can actually work just to confuse you a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the, the whole, I think the main point I want to make here is you kind of just got to notice what your horse is like from day to day and notice how your personality, how your innate characteristics might be influencing them as well. So if you've only ever worked with one horse or you've only got one horse, you can be kind of a little bit skewed in how you think horses operate or behave because I've I've uh, like come across lots of different horse personality types now. And now I, I kind of, I try and read that horse's personality when I meet them. I'm not just going, oh yeah, this is a horse. So this is how they operate. It's like, Yes, there's there's things that horses need and how they are motivated, I guess, as a species. But then there's also those individual pieces that that horse needs as an individual. So going back to the personality clashes, I do think there are some people say who, you know, they're really chilled out. All they want to do is ride on a loose rein around the arena. They don't want to go outside the arena they're happy to just hang out and do not much, but their horse is like super um, happy to move. They're very energetic. They're very um, like playful. And a lot of those behaviors that the person doesn't necessarily like, um, that can be a bit of a clash. So yeah, you either got to learn to change it a little bit for your horse, or maybe it's just not the right horse for you, which I do think is the case sometimes. Okay, I also wanted to mention that um, just like humans, some personality traits, well, I want to say that some personality traits can be innate. So can be, you know, it's a whole nature versus nurture debate can just be nature. It's just they, they were born like that. And mothers um, tell me that, you know, babies are born with their personalities, right? They have a personality right from birth. But of course, the way you nurture that child or horse or don't nurture them will feed into their personality type as well. Like for example, for myself, I'm sure if I didn't have the upbringing that I had, um, I would be a different person, right? If I, if, you know, my parents abused me or something like that, I would be a different person, but because I've had a great upbringing, you know, I'd like to think that I turned out all right. <laughs> um, but you know, that of course, like everyone, there are things in my life that haven't gone to plan and, and they have kind of negatively impacted me as well. So not only are you born with your personality type, so your horse as well, but also your experiences will shape your personality too. And just like we humans, when they've had a negative experience, which has shaped their personality, it doesn't mean that that person just 
kind of ignores that part of them, right? Like some people need therapy for that. Some horses who have had negative experiences that have shaped their personality, for example, the horses that pin their ears at things or certain objects or certain people or horses that are afraid of certain areas or things, you know, don't go, oh, that's just their personality. Yeah, it is a part of their personality now. But that part of their personality is it's not serving them. It's not helping them. And it's our responsibility. It's our job to actually help them overcome that. We can be like our horse's therapist, so to speak, in that instance. Although I think it's definitely a two-way story. I feel like horses are healing us and we're healing horses. Like it's, yeah, it's much more nuanced than that. But you get what I'm saying. I feel like you don't want to fall into the trap of going, oh, well, this is just how my horse is. My horse is just hot and nervous. Like, sure, that's a part of his personality now, but you can help him or her overcome that. Oh my gosh, I've got so much to say. Um, Let's move on to now other ways of getting to know your horse. So after everything I've spoken about so far, this is what I would personally recommend that you do to get to know your horse on an individual level. Of course, start to learn how to understand how to read your horse's body language. And over time, you'll start to feel that you can actually uh, read your horse's energy or how they feel even from a distance. Like I know myself when I see my horse Beauty in particular, because again, she's that extroverted type, I can feel how she is straight away. I'm like, oh, she's in this mood or oh, she's in that mood. Um, and it's it's kind of cool to be able to read your horse like that. It's, it's a... Uh, I don't have to wait for her to do something obvious for me to go, oh, she's in that mood, right? So um, yes, first of all, learn how to read your horse. And the other thing that I like to do is observe your or my, my horse or your horse in a herd environment. How do they interact with other horses? Do they like to graze away from the other horses? Do they have a buddy that they always hang out with? Is there a certain tree that they always like to stand under? Like get to know your horse on this kind of individual level, how they are without you even around, right? Because it's sometimes interesting to note that how they are when you're not around is completely different to how when you are around, which is a whole other can of worms that we would need to open. But it's really interesting to notice how your horse is when you're not there. It's kind of like um, there is a saying that goes, um, you are who you are when no one else is around, right? So like for me, you know, just as an example, I, I love to wear baggy clothes around the house and, um, you know, not wear makeup and stuff and just be relaxed. Like that's who I am. I'm most comfortable when I'm in that situation. Right. Um, and those closest to me know that, know that me, know that real me. (laughs) Um, we always kind of have this, uh, I guess, Mm, not a not a shield but we we can be different around people that we don't know or we don't feel comfortable with anyway I digress again so observe your horse in the herd environment and that's great because you can just spend undemanding time with your horse anyway which is never wasted time I'd also encourage you to write a list of your horse's natural likes and dislikes and I've asked my students to do this before and some of them go oh my gosh, like I actually don't even know what my horse likes. Like I've never even considered that. And I did this exercise for myself and I came up a list of 25 individual things that each of my horses like. 
actually I tell a lie that was for Harriet and beauty for Oscar I I I didn't write 25 things because I don't know him as well as I know the other horses I haven't spent as much time with him on that one-on-one basis in different environments in different situations so if you're feeling like that you you don't know what your horse's likes and dislikes are, it's, it's probably just the fact that you haven't gone through enough experiences together or spent enough time together to really notice those things. And now that I've asked you to do this, you'll start to pay attention to those things. You'll be on the lookout. So something really bizarre that one of my horse's beauty likes to do um, is if there is a low hanging branch, I know this could potentially be dangerous, but she loves, 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 loves to walk under low hanging branches with like leaves hanging down and like uh, like runs over her back almost like a massage she just loves it and it's something I have noticed she does it um when I'm when I'm just observing her in the paddock or even when I'm leading her and she sees a branch so now I will take her over to those branches to do that because I know she likes it and I want her to know that I notice that she likes those things so yes uh it's not just like my horse likes food well what sort of food does your horse like um you know my horse likes being with their, with other horses. Which horses? What kind of horses does your other horse like? Like some horses I know really like gray horses. Some horses like geldings. Like all of those things make a difference. Your horse is an individual and has individual likes and dislikes. Now with the dislikes, again, as I mentioned earlier, there can be things that your horse doesn't like because of previous experience. And that isn't an excuse for just going, well, they don't like worming, so I just have to like force them to accept it. Well, no, there's things you can do to help them accept the wormer a little bit or dewormer, I should say, accept the dewormer better. But anyway, I just wanted to say that so that you are aware that your horse's dislikes can be changed. The other thing that is a useful exercise when getting to know your horse as an individual is writing down a list of your horse's characteristics. And I like to think about, you know, what kind of character, what kind of person would my horse be in like a high school environment? Like, are they the jock? Are they like the strong athletic type who's like, I'm too cool for school? Or are they the, you know, the girl next door, like who's really sweet and nice, but a little kind of introverted? Um, Or are they, you know, like the... Um, you know, the main character in Mean Girls, like, are they one of those who's just like, everyone look at me, I'm amazing, um, <laughs> aka my horse beauty. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's kind of handy and playful and fun to think about your horse, what, what kind of character would your horse be in, uh, you know, High School Musical or whatever, or Mean Girls. Um, and yeah, so I think that's just fun. Again, you're not uh, or technically we are anthropomorphizing that, but it's in a helpful way. It's like trying to, um, connect to your horse on, on that level of who, who are they? Who are they as a horse? Not just who are they as a species? The other thing that I like to do is think about what kind of musician my horse would be, right? Um, so, uh, for example, Harriet, she's like your Missy Higgins, right? And sometimes I call her Missy Higgins. Um, I have multiple nicknames for my horses, but that's another story. Um, so, you know, Missy Higgins, she's soulful. She's deep. She's like, she likes that deep connection. She's, um, you know, like goes with the flow. She's emotional. Like it's all, you know, the feel, hopefully, you know, Missy Higgins, um, Nora Jones is another sort of similar vibe. And then, 
you know, Britney, she's like, as a Britney <laughs> beauty is like Britney Spears. She's like, you know, um, very out there and very look at me. And then, you know, also goes through <laughs> periods of, um, you know, I guess issues where she needs help. So there's, there's that as well. Like, I think it's kind of cool to connect your horse to a certain musician. Well, wow, I'm probably really going to upset those that don't like anthropomorphizing anthropomorphizing with this episode but sorry for you guys that don't like it but anyway summary summary of how to get to know your horse as an individual and horse personality categorization so first of all I want to say well let's just recap on what I've spoken about today so first of all anthropomorphize anthropomorphism is not a dirty word when it's done mindfully it's totally okay and actually helpful for humans to connect with horses Secondly, it's a guide. Your horse probably won't fit perfectly into a box every single day. Don't get stuck trying to make them fit into a certain category and always um, think that they should be a certain way. Don't make assumptions. So uh, I always say play with the horse, work with the horse that shows up on the day. Learn to read your horse and how they are in each moment. I think it's good to be aware of the different categorizing systems so you know they're out there. So when people talk in that way, you understand what they're saying. And really make it a priority for you to get to know your horse. Spend some time observing your horse in a herd environment. Um, Spend some undemanding time with your horse. The whole point of getting to know your horse's unique personality is so that you can tailor and adjust your training to suit the individual horse. And just like humans, the whole idea from today is just like humans, horses are individuals and need to be treated as such. So I hope you really enjoyed today's solo episode all about horse personality and getting to know your horse as an individual. If you like these solo episodes, please let me know because unless you tell me, unless you um, reach out to me, I can see the numbers on my dashboard, obviously, of how many of you listen, but it's really nice to know from actual individual people, (laughs) speaking on the topic of individuals, um, that this is actually helping you and making a difference in your horsemanship journey. So please let me know if that's happening for you. If if you're listening today and you're like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. I want to know that. I want to know that because that's really motivating for me and I'm more likely to put out more solo episodes if I get that feedback from you guys. So So one way you can do that is just by messaging me on Instagram or Facebook. Another way that you could do that, do this, that I would absolutely love so I can get the word out there more is to screenshot this episode on your phone and upload it to social media as a story or a post or whatever. And let me know your biggest takeaway from today's episode and how that potentially will help you on your horsemanship journey. So please do that. Um, Thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. I've got some really exciting interviews coming up. So stay tuned for those. And again, let me know if you actually like these solo episodes. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast. Make sure you hit the follow button so you get notified every time a new episode is released. And if you've learned even just one small thing from today's show, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or screenshot this episode and share it on social media. You can connect with me on Instagram at Amalia underscore horses or my website AmaliaDempsey.com where you can find free resources to help you on your horsemanship journey. That's all for today. Thanks for being here. Remember to train with kindness and ride with excellence and I'll see you in the next episode.